Folks, just a quick update from Third Degree Mind. It's Christmas Eve. Hopefully everyone got all their Christmas shopping done. Uh, You know, last time I was talking about this idea of skipping Christmas and the reasons that I made that decision. Well, my family went ahead and sent me gifts anyways, and I should have expected that. And, of course, that means I can't just not send them anything. Like, that's the worst. I should have expected that to happen and planned for that, but, well, I didn't. But, uh, so I I went ahead last minute and did the good old gift card approach. Like I said last time, I, I just couldn't bring myself to doing actual Christmas shopping and having to buy and wrap presents for people that I, I do miss and that I do know that I'm not going to get to see. So I went with the gift cards. Uh, it's quick and easy. I don't have to feel irritated with Christmas for too long. I did that on Thursday afternoon. Well, anyways, do you have any idea what it cost me to send that stuff uh, UPS across the country in time for Christmas? It's supposed to be delivered today, so Thursday to today, this time of year around the holiday. Any, any guesses on what I spent to send that stuff home? I put all the gift cards into one large bubble mailer, probably... I don't know, 12 by 12 bubble mailer, and I just stuck all the gift cards and envelopes and and letters in there. $75 to get that sent home and delivered by today. 75 bucks for the large bubble mailer. I could have done it three or four days earlier and probably saved 50 bucks or more. But I don't know, maybe, maybe my heart grew three sizes Three days too late, and that's why I ended up doing it that way instead. Well, anyways, on another note, my friends, I've been seeing this girl for the last two weeks or so, and if you're a regular listener, you know how I am. Uh, I've talked before how I get incredibly attached overnight and then completely lose interest a few days later. These turbulent relationships are are one of the most difficult things for me to overcome, especially having borderline personality disorder. And a lot of times the biggest challenge is learning how to be alone and stop seeking people out. I've been told thousands and thousands of times over and over again by many different people that are close to me that I need to just stop looking for the right girl and just wait for the right one to show up. Because when the time's right, she'll come. But from a pragmatic approach, that may never happen. If you don't try to date someone, it might be ridiculous to think that someone is just going to randomly show up. Sure, that may happen sometimes, but when you look around, there are a lot of people that are alone. So it doesn't happen for everyone. So there's no way to know if it's going to happen for you. So from a pragmatic standpoint... I would seek people out because I don't want to be alone, at least not permanently. I always convince myself to go out and pursue someone, and when I get her and that pursuit is over, maybe she starts falling for me, gaining a little interest for me, and I end up super turned off super quick. Not 100% sure why, but that's what ends up happening. That's exactly what happened in this situation. I pursued this girl for a few months before she finally went out with me. A few months I was trying to pursue her and get her to go out with me. She finally did. 
for the first time about two weeks ago. We had a great time. Things were going great. I absolutely loved being around her. We had fun together. I liked texting her between times that we would see each other. You know, as the two weeks went on, she became more interested. I became more interested. She became more attached to me. And out of nowhere, I started to back down. And I started to pull away. Part of that might be because, uh, on another note, the sex the first time was incredibly awkward. I'm not usually one to go back with someone after bad sex. But I, I really did like this girl. I had a connection with her. I don't get that very often because usually when I meet someone and I go out with them, I can tell in the first minute or two, sometimes even the first few seconds, I can tell if I'm going to be interested in this girl or not. Usually I say, I'm not. I can usually make that determination very, very quickly. Sometimes within 15 seconds, I can tell you I'm not going to be interested in this girl. But this girl was different. I actually was into her. And then, of course, the sex was not good. But, like I said, normally I wouldn't stick it out after bad sex. But because I liked her, I decided to keep talking to her and spending time with her and see if maybe that was just an issue the first time. Well, I haven't had a second chance yet, so I don't know uh, if it will improve. But we've hung out a few times since then and still texting and stuff like that. But I don't think I ever overcame that bad sex I think now I'm sitting here losing interest fast and unsure what to do about it. To make matters worse, there's another turbulent relationship going on at the same time. Someone I met from South Carolina over a year ago has been talking to me. Now this girl I talk to on the phone multiple times a day. I text her throughout the day. It's another thing that I've talked about before, that intense attachment that you gain from constant communication with another person almost like this other person becomes a part of me and when you have BPD you lose a lot of your self-identity and it's hard to find your self-identity and I think that's part of what causes that that attachment to someone else that you admire you become so attached to another person especially if it's over long distance that you almost create in your mind what you think this person is like And you create this person to be perfect. Now, I've done this before, and I have talked about this before. Our frequent listeners may recall, last year I had a girl in New York that I had a similar connection with. You might recall that story. I flew all the way out to New York to see her, and I got completely blown off. She completely vanished, and I was there in New York City by myself with nobody for about five days. It was a waste of a trip, it was a waste of money, it was a waste of vacation days from work, and a complete waste of time, not to mention a heart-shattering experience. I told myself after that, and all of you, that I would never do that again, and yet here I am, in a similar situation with another girl halfway around the world. But the difference here 
is I've been talking to this girl on and off for over a year, so there's a little bit more of a consistent connection than what I had with the New York girl. I flew out to New York after about only a month of meeting her, but that girl had already, I had already met her in person, and she had already come here to Las Vegas once to see me, so it was kind of my turn to go back to New York to see her, and it was a complete and total shock that she totally vanished. I was texting her all the way up to when I boarded the plane. And then she disappeared, never even picked me up at the airport. But this girl, on the other hand, I haven't even met in person at all, which is a little bit of a downside. It's been a year of just texting and calling. And like I said, even that's been on and off, depending on where each of us were in our lives throughout that 12 months. In March, I have a wedding uh, to go to in Nebraska. One of my cousins is getting married. And I asked this girl to come be my date for that. And her response was that she wants to meet me in person before that, before she comes to meet me uh, to be a plus one at a wedding. So now I'm debating. So do I go out to South Carolina and see her sometime uh, for a weekend? Sometime in January or February before this wedding. But of course, in the back of my mind, all I'm thinking about is the situation from last year when I got screwed over by the girl in New York. Do I go through that again? Do I want to go through that loss? The loss that I could experience? The practical or uh, financial loss here that we're talking about is about only $150 for a flight cost for a hotel for two days, of course, two days of my life, taking vacation at work, I would only go for the weekend. So from a practical standpoint, I'm not really looking at losing too much, just a couple hundred bucks. I'm running this whole scenario by my brother over the phone uh, the other day. He's helping me process this, and, and he brought up a good point that I really didn't consider. You know, in my mind, I wanted to do it, Because worst case scenario, she does entirely blow me off. And that's, again, worst case scenario. I don't really expect that to happen again. But worst case scenario, she does. And I'm out that couple hundred bucks. That's not that big a deal. I can get over that. I come back to Vegas, whatever. But my brother pointed out, though, how could I look at myself after that experience? The pain involved with having someone do that to you is very real. But knowing that I went back on my word after New York, when I said I'd never do this again if I got screwed over a second time in almost the exact same scenario, I'd probably hate myself. And not even probably, I know I would hate myself. Borderline already causes self-image and self-esteem problems and that uh, how you look at yourself. And now I'd have to deal with not only the question of Am I just not good enough for these people? But also the idea that I betrayed myself. I betrayed my own commitment to never travel across the country to meet a girl ever again. I betrayed myself, did it again, got screwed again. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. If that were to happen again, I'd have a hard time living with myself. And I think I would... I think it would take me a long time to get past that. And that is what I'm looking at as the real risk. That's the bigger risk than any financial loss that I might experience from this trip. 
Sure, from the practical standpoint, the financial loss is obviously very real, but the emotional trauma that I know would result is the one that I'm having a hard time getting past. My brother asked me what the long-term benefit was, and I said I didn't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the long-term benefit would be. I guess my end goal in the short term would be if I do go out and see her in, in January and then we have a great time and I convince her to come with me to this wedding in, in March, I guess that would be my end goal. But I don't, I don't know where it goes from there because then do I go see her again? New York girl, I saw two times. It was the third time that she ghosted me. So what do I do? I go out to South Carolina in January. I get attached even more to this girl. She agrees to meet me for a wedding in Nebraska. So we go to that wedding, have another great time. I'm more and more attached. And now we're into April, May, say May, and I go out and see her again. And she disappears. Is that something I could go through? I don't know how I would even get over that. So I'm still considering what to do with this mess what to do the, and what to do with the girl that I'm kind of loosely talking to here in Las Vegas. Do I drop her or which one do I focus on or do I drop them both? For Christmas this year, Santa brought me these intensely scary emotions, turbulent relationships, and of course, as always, no solution. But time marches on, life goes on. And I'm going to leave this alone for now to the best of my ability. I'm going to get through Christmas and New Year's trying to not make any rash decisions. Unfortunately, that's yet another side of Borderline, those rash, impulsive decisions we talked about last time that sometimes seem a little extreme. So I've made at least one commitment to myself that I'm not going to make any decisions on this matter for at least the next few days until after New Year's. And I figure I'll start off 2019 with some tough decisions to make. I guess the reason for the short little update on Third Degree Mind is to see if anyone has any similar experiences that they'd like to share. Or even if you don't, maybe you have some advice or some ideas or a different perspective that I haven't considered yet. As always, I welcome any feedback and advice or stories if you have any of your own. Easiest way to get in touch with me is on the Facebook page, Third Degree Mind. Send me a message there. Or if you're one of those who refuse to use social media, think Facebook is some kind of antichrist or something, well, then you can email me the old-fashioned way, borderline750 at gmail.com. Folks, have a great day. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.